What is up, all of you fat, beautiful, bearded people? Welcome to the show with your host, Sacred Vision. And Sauce McSaucy. And our special guest, Mr. Bearded Pineapple. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, Beard? Oh, my God. Do we have an amazing episode today? <laughs> we really do. And I helped. <laughs> to be fair. So, Sauce does all the outlines and the topics for discussion, and Sauce killed it on this one. He really did, everybody. Bearded Pineapple. Yes, First question I got to ask, where did the name Bearded Pineapple come from? All right. So, this isn't as interesting as people think. I just, man, I love my beard and I love pineapples. It just felt right. And it had a ring to it. It just had a nice ring to it. So, I felt like it worked. It took me a lot longer to come up with that than I care to admit. <laughs> All hail Daddy Pineapple. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, who lives in a beard out of... I messed that up. Oh, he tried so hard. (laughs) Failure. (laughs) So, Pineapple, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am originally from Massachusetts. I live in Kentucky now. Uh, I started streaming just to try to make some friends because I moved out here, didn't have many, and it's honestly changed my life for the better. I do, I'm an open book. Whatever you want to ask, I'm here to know. I'm here to answer. What size shoe do you wear? Ten and a half. Where do babies come from? Oh, you got to look that one up, buddy. You're married. You should know that one. I also don't have children. <laughs> oh, well, that's... <laughs> That's a rough one, but it's a rough one, my guy. <laughs> I can send you some links to, so you can find out where babies come from if you need them. I'll look it up for you. On that uh, orange and black site, I got you. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant, sir. Are we discussing the birds and the bees with our viewers? <laughs> no, no. I never supposed to tell me. He hasn't told me where babies come from yet. I, See, I can't I still do that. I think a stork man. brings them. Well, we'll let you keep thinking that. <laughs> I am innocent. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, doesn't the mommy bear poop out the baby bears? Oh, I see. I I yeah. thought it was the stork too. One hundred percent the stork. When a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, they call the stork hotline at one eight hundred. We bring babies. So they call them, and then they order a baby that they want. And uh, then, then it happens. Sounds legit to me. I can't keep my laughter in. <laughs> I mean, it gets really, really messed up there. Um, they actually have a, a sticker on the wall that says, you know, like 23 days since last mix up. It gets crazy when they mix it up, though. <laughs> Is it like buy one, get one 50% off when they want twins? They drop some sort of deal for them? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's buy one, get one free. <laughs> So we are labeled the fat bearded and beautiful podcast, but I want to let everyone know that I suffer some from something called gray beard and I sacred dyed his beard today. It's no longer gray. Just for men. Wasn't just for men. Just for men off brand. (laughs) I paid a dollar 50 for this beard dye and me and Kraken were like, it's not going to work. It worked a dollar 50. Boom! And you look 10 minutes younger. <laughs> I was going to say 12 minutes. 
I'm feeling in a roasty mood today. I don't know why. I just can't afford $5 a month. You know, that's important. It's very important not to be able to afford that. <laughs> what are some of your hobbies, uh, Pineapple? Like, what do you enjoy streaming? What's your favorite game to stream? What are your hobbies away from streaming? Um, Some of my favorite games to stream, at least at the moment, would be Rogue Company. I still love Rocket League very much, and I recently started playing uh, Team Fight Tactics, which I'm enjoying a ton. And outside of streaming, I bowl. I bowl a lot. And that's... <laughs> I don't have much besides that, but it's video game streaming and bowling for me, man. That's pretty much where I go with it. What's your bowling average? My average is around anywhere between 2 and 210. That's your best game. That was my My highest game is 300. You've bowled a 300? Look at you, Mr. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) To call him Mr. Bowling, bearded bowler. My best game ever, and Kraken can attest to this because she was on my team in league. My best game is 279. I have more of those than I care to admit. <laughs> I've only broken off 300 once. I'm trying to get there again. I bowl a casual 140. <laughs> is that with that the bumpers sucks. on the side? No, with the bumpers <laughs> on the side, it actually goes down to 95. Ooh, what? <laughs> That's I'm kidding. Bad. I'm kidding. I haven't bowled with bumpers on since I was in high school. Gosh. So pineapple, I'm going to continue with these amazing topics. So I'll throw it out with and get off. Of bowling. Up. Um, tell us who you are and what makes you press live every single day. What makes me press live every single day is knowing because I've been told from people that I at least help one person out there when they tune in. If I can make one person's day better, it makes hitting the go live button worth it. And honestly, this is the greatest job in the world, so I couldn't ask for anything else. I, I 100% agree, man. One person enjoying your content is enough to go stream every single day. 1,000%. I got a very important and serious topic for you on the next question, Pineapple. Are you ready for this? We'll see. Who would win in a death battle, the Ninja Turtles or the original Power Rangers? OG Power Rangers. Ain't nobody stopping Tommy. Bro, no! <laughs> I agree. Ninja Turtles, hands down. Ninja Turtles. Raph, Leo, Donnie, Mikey, let's go. Cowabunga, dude. Sorry, buddy. They're I'm calling all, in the Dragon's Horde and calling it a day. See, I'm all about having the... Oh, my God! One second. I gotta... I'll be right back. Ninja Turtles all day, dude. And I grew up watching the Power Rangers, but... So did I. I can't Ninja, do it. Ninja Turtles, dude. Ninja Turtles was my favorite. They still are my favorite. Uh, like, if anybody ever wants to buy Sacred a Gift, the little Funko Pops, if you can find all four, <laughs> I'll fucking love you. Ninja Turtles, dog. Ninja Turtles. But, but I'm just saying, why would you want to put them against each other? They had a crossover episode and everything, my guy. Let's be honest here, though. Just... Sheer numbers alone. Don't think about anything else. There are six Power Rangers and four ginormous turtles. They're and each fine. one of them's got a Megazord, my guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of the Power Rangers here. <laughs> one, they have a Megazord, which is ridiculous. But if you're in a death battle, we're talking no time to go back and like formulate a plan. The smartness of Donatello makes no difference at this point because he can't make a plan for it. Um, I have two comments, two comments. I'm not trying to be weird, but pineapple has pretty teeth. That is from Miss Crack and Vision. You cheating <laughs> motherfucker. And then appreciate re- it. <laughs> he does have pretty teeth. Look at look at his pretty smile up there. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, he's just beautiful in general. Look at him. 
I was gonna Radiance oh. Rising said Ninja Turtles. Mikey gonna dance on KO'd Rangers. Yes. Ooh, I don't think so. Mikey would be the least effective to begin with. <laughs> he has nunchucks. Some nunchucks <laughs> to try to take out a Megazord. Go for that shit. Thanks. Number two, Raphael is gonna go get himself killed because he's gonna get pissed off about something and not be a part of the team anymore. <laughs> DC or Marvel? What is really better, Pineapple? Uh, okay, so that's hard because Marvel Everyone, has better movies, yeah. but DC yeah. has great TV shows. Everyone's going to disown me after I say this. Oh, I got to hear it. I got to hear it, man. I got to know if I got to leave the podcast early or not. Come on. DC's better. Super, superhero-wise, I can see it. I, enjoy, I, I like people like, from both. Mar- yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm a huge Game of Fan. He, Remy LeBeau, he's from... South Louisiana, you know, that's where I'm from. But DC characters to me, they reverberate as being more realistic. Marvel characters are just too happy go lucky. Everything's great. We're going to win. Yay. How realistic is Superman? <laughs> Other, uh, I mean, come on, dude. Marvel has their own version of Superman. Have you seen the Eternals that Icarus dude? Come on. That was the biggest ripoff of Superman I've ever seen. That movie was the All biggest. All of them are the same thing. That Iron movie. Man is just a better life Batman. I mean, I that's yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I think that Marvel has better villain. I mean, not Marvel, but DC has better villains than Marvel has villains, in my opinion. All right, here we go. I'm a, I'm going a little bit off your little topics here, but who's your favorite DC character, Pineapple? DC. DC. Hold me right back there. It's the Flash. All right, Sauce, who's your favorite DC character? The Joker. Batman, dog. You take the suit away from Batman, he's still fucking Batman. Batman. Who's your favorite Marvel character, Bearded? Spider-Man. Spider-Man and the Flash have been my favorite since I was a kid, and that'll never change. Sauce, Marvel <laughs> character, who's your favorite? Um, I would have to go with Doctor Strange. That's a good one. That's an interesting choice. That's that's a that's a uh, like, like movie. It. So movie wise, and we're talking like movies that were just put out, bro. The um, Shang Li or Shang La, whatever his name is, the Ten Rings. That so far has been my favorite Marvel character in the movies. But overall, favorite Mar- Marvel character, man, I got it. Gambit, dude. Gambit, hands down. Gambit or Daredevil, dude's blind and whipping ass. Like, come on. Daredevil is pretty badass. I can give you that. So what do you guys think about like the Netflix superhero movies? I enjoy them. I really do. Which ones are we referring to? I might be on the loop on that one. Um, there was Agent Carter and Daredevil and stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed them. The Punisher, stuff like that. Okay. I've seen a bit of Daredevil for the Netflix series, but that was really about it. I don't even think it was a Netflix series, was it? I'm just saying Iron Fist sucked. (laughs) It was depressing. Yeah. Yeah. DC has better TV shows by far than Marvel does. And I don't know why. My chat is literally going off on who the better DC superheroes and Marvels are. Got another very... Oh, go ahead. My bad, Sauce. Go ahead. You first. You first. I was going to ask the next question. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm, I like 
all the superheroes in general. Like Superman was my favorite back in the day when I was younger. But then I just realized that he literally just can't lose pretty much. Like that's, he's like impenetrable of everything. Unless you have like a very, very, very rare material to do something to him or your name's Doomsday. But, you know. But to be fair, in his world, that very rare material you speak of is quite readily available. <laughs> I mean, there it is. But that's why they're not super people there. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have been a superhero there. He'd have just been a normal human or a normal Kryptonian. And then when he came here and, you know, had the yellow sun, he uh, became a superhero. All right. Since while we're on this topic, is Batman considered a superhero? He's a vigilante. I mean, yeah, vigilante hero. I wouldn't put the word super there. Right, because there's nothing super about him. He's just uh, smart. He can, he can rich, fight and he's badass. smart, but his superpower is money. But if we're going to say that, so is Tony Stark's. <laughs> uh, no, Tony no, no, Stark no. actually has like that thing. The iron suit. Like the suit is what makes him a hero. You take away the suit from Batman, he's still fucking Batman. You take away the suit, uh, the suit from uh, Iron Man. He's a billionaire playboy philanthropist. That is true. Nowhere in there is the word hero. So, like I said, Batman over Iron Man. They're the same person. Just one has a better backstory. Okay. <laughs> here's a here's a very serious question. We're gonna get serious for a moment about gaming. Would you rather free to play games with a store and free updates? Would you rather? Here, I'll run through it real fast. Yeah, because I, it, okay. I don't the wording. So the market right now gives you like three basic options for games. You have okay. free-to-play games that have um, they have a store and they give you free updates. They make their money off of the store mostly. So like Fortnite, mm -hmm. they use skins and things like that and battle passes. Then you have games where you pay $60 for the game and then you pay for DLCs that are between... 20 and $60 for every DLC. And then you have the other games that will charge you or give you a free game base and then charge you additional money for side games in order to level up your guns like Warzone. What's better? I personally prefer the free games with a store. That's how they're making their money off it, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, if it's a single player game, I can see buying a full game and then getting DLC later. As long as they give you a full game and the DLC is just extra and it's not required to finish the story. Yes, I, I agree with Bearded Pineapple on that. I would rather the free game and then buy the upgrades for the guns that I want instead of having a game that I have to pay for for the, for the base game. Then I got to pay for the DLCs. Then I got to pay for all the upgrades. Like, just give me the free game. Let me choose what I want in the store. Wonder Mom also had a good point. I did fail to mention. There's also the ones where you buy the game and then still have a monthly subscription to the game. Like World of Warcraft, for instance. Or one of those style games where you still have to pay money in order to play the game after you already paid money. Like yeah, it's that's ridiculous. Just, that's just the biggest scam in history, but it keeps working. <laughs> yeah, people keep buying those games, and I understand. You know, like okay, let's use World of Warcraft as a base. Okay, I understand the subscriptions, and it's to keep the server running. But fine, make the game free to download, and then 
once you get to say level 10, then you require a subscription and that'll keep the servers running. You'll get your money for the studio and it'll also let people know, am I going to enjoy this game before I'm paying a monthly subscription? Yeah. Cause that's something I would, I would never buy world of Warcraft if it was free and I could give it a shot. I'm willing to try anything at least once. That's how I look at that. So I can agree with that. Yeah, and apparently you can play WoW for free up to level 20. And then at level 20, you have to pay a subscription in order to keep it going. Really? I did not know that. It makes sense business-wise for them to do it. And if they would give... I don't know how they do it. I don't play World of Warcraft myself. But if they give you free updates on content, that would make sense to me. But if you still have to go out and buy every single DLC afterwards, that sucks. Which I'm assuming that's what you probably have to do. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wonder Mama? Is that how it works? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a Red Sox hat? I'm a massive Boston Red Sox fan. Oh. All of my hats are Red Sox. Minus, I think, one. I have one LSU hat. Oh, the pain. Oh, yeah. So that's exactly how it works, by the way. Oh, you're a Yankees fan, Pineapple. $60. Are you a Yankees fan? Oh, poor guy. I'm sorry. We'll send you My some, man. Uh, we'll send you some real, <laughs> some real gear over there. Man, I'm from Massachusetts. I chose not to like the Red Sox. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Jealous of me, 87 said, technically, is any game free <laughs> considering you have to pay internet to play? And plus on console, you now have to pay a monthly access fee to p- play online. You've had to do that since the creation of xbox like they've always had xbox live ever since the 360 at least uh so that's normal commonplace that's where xbox makes their money so that's gonna happen regardless that has nothing to do with the game and their developers yeah and now uh daddy yeti gaming did have a question here saying would y'all be willing to pay more for a game up front to make sure they're putting forth that money into maintenance and updating the game if I could pay a little bit more, if I had to pay $120 for a game and I would guarantee that game would last for a long period of time and I never had to put more money into it, I would hands down buy a $120 game. And I got all the DLCs and upgrades and extra stuff. Yeah, I'd pay that. If they were included, yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, where if no, no other fees came out, yeah, that's that's definitely doable. Now, Will that there... being said, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> Get so excited. So excited. So with that being a thing where people are they're having multiple different ways to buy games, do you think that free-to-play games will be more commonplace in the future with stores? Or do you guys think that it's going to be still mixed going forward? I honestly believe that free-to-play games are going to be much more of a big hit because they're going to get more of an audience at first. And once people start seeing all like the new skins, the new gun skins, the new guns, the new content, then they're going to start spending more and more and more. And if you have 100 million people playing a game and 100 million people uh, paying, say, $10 for a skin versus 50 million people, you know, buying the game and playing it and then leaving it in a month. I don't, I don't know. I really think free to play is going to take over. 
I can agree with that 1000% free to play. I think games like Fortnite have already proven the model works so phenomenally, especially if they put the work into making the cosmetics look fantastic. They'll make their money in no time. I was just about to say, you guys might not agree with this, but one of the most influential games of our time is Fortnite in the way that they have had a free game to play that has made massive money, kept up with current times, shown different updates for different movies, everything that's going on. And they've done it and kept a player base the entire time happy in comparison to other games, which will remain nameless, Warzone, that do not do such things. Even though it's the same concept, it's a free-to-play game with cosmetics. But Fortnite has done a better job of keeping their or their clientele or customer base happy. Kylie said this. I do want to say pre-order is the worst thing you can do when buying a game. I feel as pre-ordering a game, it makes the companies want to re- rush the release, and then it comes out with so many bugs and stuff. I don't think if you pre-order or not, it's going to change anything. I think there's been a precedent set that we are willing to test your game for you and tell you what bugs are there, get annoyed with it, and we're still going to buy the game. We're still going to play it. That is what has happened time and time again. And then they will fix it in updates. I think updates are the worst thing that's happened to gaming, honestly. The ability to fix something in an update that they can bring to you in a week or two after release. Back whenever they used to release full games that actually worked, it's because they didn't have the technology to do so. I can see that 1,000%. So let me, this is a very ominous question, but is gaming dying now because of these studios doing that? I don't think so. Not by any means. I don't, gaming will never go away. There's always going to be the player base. There's always going to be a market. Gaming will never fully go away. Because of how many new games come out at a time, anyone's bound to find something they enjoy playing. And I say that anyone, who, even if they don't game, they can find something they enjoy playing eventually. I would agree. Not only are there millions upon millions of games out there, there are indie games being released every single day that don't have big names behind them that are making great content. Let's talk about Splitgate, which if you love it, you hate it, whatever. That is a huge game that just came out here within the last few years that hit huge this year by relatively unknown people. It broke into mainstream. Yep, all because a major game was crashing. Kylie said even Genshin Impact hit huge, and it's an indie game. That is correct. I'm not a big fan of that game. Uh, It's not my cup of tea, but there's a lot of people that love it. I have several people in this community that play it. So, super popular. Like Badass Mama Bear said right here, I've played games since the day I could hold a controller and I will always game. It's not going to change. And that's the trap that we're kind of in, is that it's not going to change no matter what they do. So, we're kind of sitting here just dealing with it. Because we want to play these games. We want to have fun. And they know that we're not going to do anything about it, to be honest. So, Yes and no. I mean, look at you for at this current situation. You pretty much dropped Warzone. You're playing Fortnite now. People can leave games to go to other games. And that's when developers start seeing that they need to make changes. 
it takes people leaving for them to realize it, but there's plenty of other games out there to play. Yeah, there has been a mass exodus of of Warzone because mainly being this ricochet anti-cheat system, it doesn't work. It's trash. Mainly because they promised it over and over that it was going to do something. And the only thing it's done is break the game for console players and make it to where PC players will get dev errors every three games. (laughs) One of the most cracked Warzone players that I personally know, Cursey Gaming said, I deal with hackers every single day on Warzone. It's just the best game, in my opinion, with the worst devs. I 100% agree with that statement. The devs in the studio really don't care about the fan base, honestly. That's my God's honest opinion. They don't They don't care about us. They care about our pocketbooks. I can see that, yeah. Guys, Mattress just scared the shit out of me. She did the knocking sound, and I have both headphones in, and I thought someone was beating on my my door outside. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And it was on yes. both sides. My head literally went left and right, and I was like, ah. Mattress, mattress number one. Let's go. <sighs> I'm all right. I didn't die. Will there, ever be, will there ever be a completed game at purchase anymore? <laughs> Remakes? <laughs> Even the remakes are messed up now, though. Like, people were talking about San Andreas got remat- like remastered and re-released, right? But it feels so weird to play it. Like, it feels wrong. And that's literally just a repackaged game. By the way, how many times are they going to repackage a game and give it to us? How many times have we gotten Skyrim again and again and again? They keep making the money. People keep buying it. <laughs> I mean, speaking as a guy who's bought Spyro the Dragon on three separate occasions, <laughs> it's going to keep happening. All they're doing is preying on nostalgia. That's all they're doing. Fact. But it gives me dopamine, so I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Why do downloads and physical games cost the same when companies don't have to ship the package or inventory the product? It's more money for their pockets. They figured that's what they're charging for the game, and that's what they're going to continue to charge. I was watching a TikTok on this, actually. That's where I came up with this idea. Uh, I saw somebody ask this, and there's actually circumstances where it costs more money to download the game than to go buy a physical copy of it. What? Yeah, it's on the Nintendo store. I can't remember exactly which game it was, but it would cost more money to buy it on the Nintendo store than going to GameStop and buying it, which is ridiculous. Yeah, what is that stupid game you play, uh, Sauce? Because Kraken's been playing it. It's with the little super... Is it Super Beast or... Gang Beast. Gang Beast. This is true. So to buy it on Kraken's Switch, it's $45. Walmart has it for Nintendo Switch for $30. (sighs) That's ridiculous. That game's free to play, by the way, on uh, Xbox. Uh, (laughs) It's ridiculous. Like, they're literally pocketing so much profit off of you downloading a game because they're not dealing with uh, production. They're not paying anyone to make the games in the factories. They're not dealing with shipping. They're not dealing with inventory, anything. All they're doing is uploading it and giving it to you guys and making you pay either the same or more money for it. It is corrupt as fuck. 
Sauce, I have a special message here from Miss Kraken Vision herself. Hush it, Sauce, with your free shit talk. It's not my fault that we have Game Pass, okay? I mean, even PC has Game Pass. I got Game Pass. <laughs> I guess Nintendo Switch doesn't have that. You got to pay for everything. Yeah, I think Nintendo's like one of the only ones that don't have a, like their own little thing. Now I'm going to have to go buy this woman an Xbox. Thanks, Sauce. Thanks. <laughs> What do you think is the most underrated game that has come out since COVID started? Oh my. Uh that's hard. I wish I knew when games came out. <laughs> I mean, we could just make it to what do you think the most underrated game that's currently released within the last several years? Underrated? Oh, dude. Underrated. I would have to go with Splitgate, man. Honestly. It's free to play. You you can buy the battle pass if you choose. But that game kept a, a massive community busy for a few weeks that were very upset and very tired of COD. I'm I'm going split gate. That's my answer. I'd have to say, just because it's one of my favorite games to play at the moment, and it doesn't have I don't think it has as big of an audience as it should be Rogue Company. And it's a game that's trying to make pushes right now. They just had their first ever LAN event. And I think they're trying to push it out there. It's gotten a little bit of exposure, but doesn't feel like a lot. Kylie says Animal Fucking Crossing. It came out the same month and it was the perfect quarantine game. Never played Animal Crossing. I don't even know. I can't say that that's underrated at all because my wife literally played that game and she doesn't play games or know know about games. (laughs) I don't know if I'd say it's underrated. That had quite the audience <laughs> i would have to say my underrated game would be PUBG, mainly because it didn't have or doesn't have cross play i think that's why it's not as popular as some of the other games um but they did just get to uh free to play here recently mm-hmm. so that is a new thing for them they're trying to get back into it i just um, downloaded it today <laughs> exactly and uh tox clam over here said um the most underrated game in his eyes is Minecraft. That's what I'm seeing a lot of in chat as well. Minecraft. But and with, can you call oh, Minecraft underrated? Not really. It's got a I don't think it's problem. underrated either. Now, I want to flip this a little bit. So we talked about most underrated game. What do you think the most overrated game is that's been released? Since I don't COVID, know. Since COVID, I'm going Warzone. They promised all this shit, and it's been let down after let down after let down after let down. I don't know. I maybe cyberpunk because that was supposed to be oh, one of the biggest games ever. And yeah, that's it, cr- it crashed immediately on release. Cyberpunk it had the potential new world, but new world. Ooh, I didn't even think about new world. Cyberpunk and new really world. Good. What about battlefield 2042? Cursey gaming brought up battlefield. Never touched a battlefield game in my life. Battlefield's my shit, man. I was dude. Ask everybody in my community. You can even ask sauce. I was super pumped for this game. I currently still have this game on my PC and I haven't opened it since week one of release. Oh, I would have to say new world for sure. I played it, uh, for a couple days, but the hype around new world was freaking ridiculous. Like there were people that I know personally that were like, when new world comes out, I'm not going to be playing nothing else, just new world. And that lasted all of about a week. And then everyone was like, well, did everything I can in this game. 
And as to uh, talk about Battlefield, uh, well, it, it's pretty dead right now. Um, ain't much of a uh, I anything have, anymore. They have less than 50,000 players daily right now. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's insane. I didn't expect that's it to be that That's a big title game as well. Uh, another one in chat said, Sea of Thieves is definitely underrated. I can see it. I mean, I personally have met a lot of people who enjoy it and play it, but I could I could see it. I got to do wall push-ups. I'll be right back. We'll keep them entertained. Go get your workout on, buddy. <laughs> do they count if you can't see them? You can see them a little bit. Someone you, said that you can see one LED going in now. <laughs> someone said with his his light, with his lighting, he should be playing Phasmophobia right now. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. if you're gonna keep the lights down dark, you got to play something scary. Yeah, play. Phasm. I don't want to play anything scary. I don't want to be a scaredy boy. Leave me alone. <laughs> that when ain't that scary. Come on. When should a content creator and streamer? make the decision to leap into content creation and streaming full time. That's so it's hard. That's, I feel like that's unique to everybody's situation. If you feel like you have some sort of financial stability to be able to do it on top of having a good support system really helps, but you also have to be 1000% sure that that's what you want to do. And there's a lot more work than people realize that go into the back end of content creation and then on top of burnout is a very real thing. Worrying about numbers is a very real thing. You have to be ready mentally and emotionally to be able to handle it and financially. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. I will say this. So for the last six months, I've been streaming and creating content for the last full time for full time. Um, I'm going back to work tomorrow. Why? Extra money. Twitch is still doing great for me. There was, you know, one and a half slow months, but it, it's still doing great. But one thing people forget, Twitch does not offer benefits. They do not offer insurance and stuff like that does matter. So make sure you're able to cover everything. If you're going to go full time, honestly, not just your, your month to month bills, but you got to think your insurance and your healthcare and your medications and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's going to vary person to person to what you're able to do. Like I'm in a very blessed situation where I don't necessarily need to make as much money because we live at the apartment complex that my wife uh, works at. So we get a discount on our rent, things like that, that not everyone does. And uh, Lord Smith over here said free healthcare in the UK. Well, that works perfect for you. We ain't got that in the States, bud. <laughs> not um, even a little bit. To be fair, not nothing is free bit. in the States. Nothing. I don't care what anybody says. Ain't nothing free in the States. Oh, well, you got free running water and you got you got you know free i got a water bill and you know what there's some states you can't even collect rainwater so i wouldn't go with, with water and you're gonna pay taxes on the air you breathe so welcome to the usa i think it's very uh subjective though it depends on you as a person but as they've been saying over here a minute ago make sure you're ready to take that leap if you're gonna do it don't do it lightheartedly it is a big transition and yes. i know several creators that have a bigger following than me that are not full-time yet because their money doesn't make sense to do that 
It just doesn't. And whenever you are streaming, you're starting to see success. Don't touch that money that you get from streaming for any of your bills that you have currently. Or if you want to test out if you could go full-time, only pay your bills with that money first. And don't touch your paycheck. Put that in an account. That way you have a rainy day fund just in case something happens. Like that one and a half slow months that Sacred was talking about, they are going to happen. You're going to have slow times. Not ev- you're, If I had a piece of paper right here, and I do, one sec. All right, whenever you guys are growing on Twitch, I'm going to draw a little graph for you, okay? Two of them, and then I'll explain it. I will give my personal experience, um, and this is a do-not-do situation. Sacred started getting these, I'm not going to say massive, but these nice-sized paychecks from Twitch, and what did Sacred do? Upgraded everything. I spent over $10,000 on a streaming setup. Don't do that the way that we're going to handle it from now on because we learned from that slow month and a half that put take take your entire twitch paycheck put it in a separate account once a week every friday take a quarter out and pay yourself a Mm -hmm. weekly salary that will help you it's something i learned from and it's something that we're going to implement we started this month um but make sure you don't go crazy uh like i was telling somebody if your Twitch paycheck is $300, take 125 of that, upgrade your stream with $125 this month. Next month, take the other $125, upgrade something for the, the next month. And the extra $50, take your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your spouse, whatever, take them to a nice dinner, spend time with them because you need to let the, your, your spouse know that they are just important as Twitch. I agree. So I decided not to draw because it's not going to show up very well anyway. But what I'm saying is that growth is not linear on any platform, anytime. There's no such thing as straight up growth, no problems. If you get that, congratulations. I'm not going to get that. I had I have months where I see growth and then it'll drop right back down a little bit. Then it'll go right back up. It's all in waves. You have to understand whenever you go into this, You have to have a strong sense of yourself and a strong mentality to be a full-time content creator. This isn't something you take lightly whenever you do so. This is, this is a real, real mental game and it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So you got to have that mindset. And adding in the people to the people that say that this isn't a real career. All you guys see is when we hit go live or content we post, you don't see everything we put in behind the scenes, which it it adds up quite quickly. (laughs) Yeah, you guys don't see the stress. You don't see the tears. You don't see the blood. You don't see the uh, arguments and the fight. Everybody thinks me and Kraken are amazing. And God, she has got on my ass so many times about me being on Twitch 20 hours a day, me being on TikTok. Um there for a long time, I, I didn't stop. I'd go to sleep for a few hours, wake up on Twitch, on Twitch, on TikTok, on Twitter, everything trying to grow my following. But I treated this like it was a business, which it is. It's my business. But you think that dealing with a boss is stressful or stream full time? I'd like to ask you gentlemen something. How many hours a day do you dedicate to Twitch? networking and creating content 
I'm not going to lie. So I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone. I'm on TikTok and I'm in people's streams. Then I go live around 6 30, 7 o'clock at night. That's all my, my stream days. And when the Kraken's not at work, I'm watching a movie or watching a TV show with her on my phone. She hates it. It's rough on our relationship, but she hates it. Make sure, for the love of God, you are creating time in the day for your spouse or significant other. Because if not, that support system will fail. 1,000%. And I and to answer the question that Sauce had asked, for the amount of time, probably a minimum of eight hours, usually closer to 10, 11 I mean, I've, if I look at my average time that I stream in alone, it's a minimum. It's like six hours a day of streaming. That's not counting any of the backend stuff. That's just go live time at that point. Yeah, going, going live is, I'm going to say, four hours. Let's, let's call it four hours. And the other, you know, eight hours, I'm on my phone or I'm in someone's stream. So for 12 hours, we'll say 12 hours a day. I was like, cause I, I know personally five out of the seven days a week, I put on two streams most of the time. I've, my time's been off a little bit recently, but I stream in the morning. I stream at night and I use the time in between to create content and go into other people's streams. Yeah. I, I would have to, to answer my own question. Um, I wake up, get ready for my stream, stream for five to six hours. I make TikToks usually right before I stream. Uh, so probably about 30 minutes to make some TikToks in the morning for that day. Then I stream for the six hours, get off stream, hang out in that chat for a few minutes because, you know, I don't feel like I want to raid and just leave because that sucks. No one wants to do that. But sometimes you have to. Like, sometimes you got oh, yeah. to ditch because you got a life. But after that, I go hang out with the wife. Priority. My wife is a priority in my life. My stream is also a priority in my life. So balancing the two is like spinning plates. You got to make sure neither of them fall. You got to do your best to do that. Now, after she gets done or we hang out for a while, I get right back on here, start networking with people. I'm in people's streams, hanging out, playing games with them. Meanwhile, I'm talking to people on Discord. I'm on TikTok, commenting, liking things, talking to people on there. It is a job that I put way more into than any full-time job I've ever had in my freaking life. If you want to have a full-time job, go get a full-time job. If you want a job that is a career that you love, do content. Yeah, streaming is a lot longer than four to six hours a day sitting in front of a computer screen playing a game. It's a lot more than hit and go live. I mean, that might be the most fun part. Because obviously we get to hang out with you guys. That's what you guys see. But there is so much more to it that no one knows. Like there's a difference between streamers and content creators as well. Because a content creator, let's talk about a YouTuber, for instance. We're going to have a YouTuber on the podcast in a few, uh, few weeks. But let's talk about their process. They have to make a video in front of nobody. There's not really that personal connection which we're lucky as streamers because we have that personal connection with you guys. But you have to love the process of editing and making content versus the emotional connection and verbal connection that we're able to share with you guys. So 
if you're not somebody that wants to do that, then content creation like YouTube might be more your style. If you're looking more for personal connections with people, streaming might be more your thing. I do want to say there is a difference between the paths and not everyone's path is going to be the same. Just because I might enjoy doing this, maybe Sacred hates every interaction he has with people. He doesn't. He likes people too, mostly. But for instance, if he didn't, then maybe YouTube would be the right path for him. <clears throat> it's not. I prefer the interaction. I don't hate people in my stream. Only I hate people. Only. I hate people face to face. In stream, it's great. Which is like I don't know. I just anxiety, depression, PTSD. Like I just don't deal with people in a day to day basis. I don't like people. I really don't. Fair enough. I like people. I don't like stupid people. Um, <laughs> I did want to say that live on stream and in the podcast, but yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're all going to deal with it. And the more you stream, the more stupid people you're going to deal with. It is life. Life, you will deal with lots of stupid people in your life. It is what it is. I agree. I 1,000% agree with that. What do you think is more important, building a community on Twitch or building a community off of Twitch? And which platform do you actually choose, Bearded Pineapple? Uh, I put a lot of work into TikTok when I'm outside of Twitch. But I've, and as much as I love everybody that I have that it follows me, interacts with me on TikTok, it's not the same as the community I built here on Twitch. The community that you were able to build on Twitch that you're dealing with, like you said, four or six hours a day, a lot of people that are there on a regular basis, it's, you have a lot more personal connection there, I, I feel like. I, I can honestly say, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I, I can honestly say, say that my community has grown more since I've started networking and the content creation outside of Twitch. Oh, 1000%. It'll, I, you need to grow other places to grow on Twitch, but I don't think the communities are the same because there's definitely a lot of people on TikTok that don't transition over and you have to manage them as well. So I would agree. Um, so I actually started not doing anything on any other platforms. Uh, I, I dabbled in TikTok just a little bit at the beginning and I got up to around 1k before I started messing with other platforms. I was really lucky cause I networked well. Like I talk to people, I make friends. I'm a pretty social person. If you guys hadn't noticed, it's what I do, but I can tell you that using things like TikTok and hover and expand things like those have led to more growth in a quicker time period than just sitting here hitting a go live button and I can guarantee that if you're not networking, you're not growing anyway. It It's very rare that someone just pops in your stream and goes, hey, you seem like a cool person. Let's talk. Those people might exist and it happens sometimes, but the amount of them will not do so. Like Cursey Gaming just said in chat, my boy has 250,000 followers on TikTok and only has two to three people in his stream. Getting Crimson the just brought up a great point here. He said, even though I don't stream, I saw somewhere that you need to run VODs when you're offline. If you stream six out of 24 hours a day, there's 18 hours that you're not live and people aren't finding you. That is why offline content is super important. That is what TikTok, Xband, Hover, having your VODs up on your stream, that's what they're for. It's for whenever you're not streaming, people can go back and watch it. 
Now, a VOD is a video on demand, Tricky, but I don't think VODs are the answer either. I think VODs are important because people can still click on your profile, but usually the people that are clicking on your profile were searching for you, but they're searching for you because they saw you on another platform to find you on this platform. So I think, and we got this advice a few uh, episodes ago with Nasty Natty Gaming. He said, stream like you're making content for when you're not online. So stream every time like you're making something for TikTok. Create conversations that you can cut into videos for YouTube. That's what Tim the Tatman does. That's what Nick Merckx does. That's what all the big streamers do is they have a notepad or something in front of them with bullet points that they want to cover to steer a conversation in the direction they want it to go. And they clip that part out and upload it straight to YouTube. And that offline content that they did one time is making them repeated ad revenue over and over and over. So if you're not already using your clips and that VOD information that you have on Twitch, on TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, having it on Hover, Expand, growing in five different platforms at the same time, why wouldn't you? That is one effort for six results. Another piece of advice we got, you're not going to stream 24-7, but you, you there are going to be times where you're going to game and not be live. Hit start recording. When you're gaming, record your gaming session. If something amazing happens, you have that for content as well. I would I agree. Can, I started doing that recently uh, to where I can have more content for offline. It's easier if you have a PC because there is a clip. You have a button that you can hit that can clip that last 30 seconds of what you've done. You can set it up. I haven't personally done it because I don't have a PC. I have an Xbox. You can make clips on Xbox, but they suck. So I don't do that. <laughs> I use, I actually record the whole session and I find things that I like from it. But you can set it up to where it's a button press and it'll record the last 30 seconds of whatever happened for you on your PC. Look it up on YouTube if you're making content. And if you're gaming, you're making content. There's going to be something cool that happens. There's always something cool and funny that happens when I'm gaming with my friends that I didn't record and I'm pissed off that I didn't record it. Texas Viking said, I want to reach a point. I can be like that one chick who streams herself sleeping and still has a full chat going. You're not that guy. Ahead, pal. Um, to go back to the point of like recording when you're offline, I can agree that it can be a good time to get content. It can be. But when most of your offline content includes your face cam, includes your reactions, and that's usually what people are liking for. Because I don't know about you guys, I'm not amazing at any game. Not enough to where people are going to watch it just for the gameplay. I can understand it being a great way to get more content, but you also have those times where you just need to play with nothing going to get your mind back at ease, especially if you enjoy games. And I understand this is a full-time job, but you have to find your moments to take your time as well. 100%. Your mental health is the most important thing you can take care of during this time period. So if you have to play games to have fun and vibe out and relax, do that. Not everything has to be a content creation thing. And, and that's that, completely yeah. fine. 
Uh, I would like to say Lord Smith said uh, he can confirm pineapple sucks. Oh, and I love Lord. Kind of rude. That's funny. That's real funny because Well Galaxy said pineapple is amazing at Paladins. I mean, I'm, I'm not even a little bit. <laughs> the sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> so the Dream 92 said, don't get me wrong. I get a crap ton of views for my VODs. I was saying like running a, a rerun of my VODs to keep my stream live. And, you know, that's okay, but if people still are seeing your name listed as live, it's 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 a subconscious thing. They're going to remember your name. I don't think I've ever ran a rerun on my channel. Not that I will never do so. I just haven't done so. And I think more so because I want my streams to be interactive and live. I don't want someone just, like, afterwards having it redone thinking i might be live when they click on it i know it says rerun but sometimes people aren't paying attention they click on and they're like typing to me and i don't say something and then they're like well this guy's an asshole i'm not an asshole most of the time but you know (laughs) speaking of assholes that brings me into our next topic bearded pineapple how do you deal with toxic people in chat or your community and when do you decide to block them I have a very, very short patience for toxicity and stuff. Um, if it's someone brand new and you come in being toxic, you can say one word, piss me off enough, you're gone. I don't, I don't deal with it. I'm not going to... Bye, Felicia. I'm not going to make my chat or myself feel uncomfortable for an extra viewer. It's not worth it. As much as I love everybody that stops into view and hang out, their view isn't worth it. Not even a little bit. Not to make me or anybody in my chat uncomfortable. And I also have a short fuse and I kind of lose my shit on toxic people. But we'll, we don't have to go about that part. <laughs> I think I had the most liberating thing happen the other day. Obviously, whenever you are streaming, you want as many people in there as possible, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I had a feeling the other day. We had somebody that was being kind of annoying and was trolly. So... Got rid of him. Like he was sitting in there and I was like, Hey, if you do something else, you're gone. I don't really care. I'm not sitting here. I'm streaming, but I don't need your one view bad enough to annoy me or make me not have fun. Exactly. It is so fucking liberating to just know that that one person is not going to make or break your stream. If you have one person in stream and they're being toxic, ban their bitch ass. There's probably five people that just came in, saw that person being toxic and are annoyed by it. Don't, make yourself deal with somebody that's toxic and annoying just for another viewer. It's not worth it. It's actually going to be a detriment to your growth in general, (laughs) because that one toxic person is going to get rid of all the nice people or all the fun people that are coming in. Sauce. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, I'm gonna put you on the spot. You saw what happened. I sent you the videos on my tick, you know, that TikTok actually banned them because of, um, you know, the, uh, they called it harassment and bullying when the dude was, harassing and bullying me live on my stream i fucking let this this person have it they were being extremely toxic talking mad shit and i just wasn't in the mood i was in the zone me and my chat were really vibing out i was i was on a roll being funny and goofy and i let him have it sauce do you think i took it too far no like i don't personally do stuff like that because i just let the mods get rid of them because i don't care Like, I have literally gotten to the point where I don't care if you're going to be toxic in my chat. I don't want you here anyway. Is what it is. Now, in your case, they were calling out your gameplay 
and saying that they should go watch a real streamer and dropping another streamer's tag and name and everything in there, which is over the fucking line. They should have been booted out to begin with. And I, it's fucked up. It's fucked for sure. So in that instance, I don't think you went over the line at all. Like there's some fucking asshats. I, I mean, I told him to eat a dick and then I said, what are you fucking six? I mean, but I got, yeah, they, they banned my video on TikTok cause I clipped it and <laughs> I, I oh, got, no. I got banned for that for bullying and harassment cause I told him to eat a dick. I mean, yeah, TikTok's like that though. Yeah. TikTok's a little bit sensitive. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely said a lot worse than that on stream to toxic people. So <laughs> I just have one thing to say to you, pineapple. What's that? L. I guess I don't get the joke. Oh, no, no, no. Anybody that was live in my stream that night got the joke, though. They were, we were facing somebody on Rogue Company, and they beat us the first round. And this live streamer decided to hop in my chat and just put L. One, I lost my shit because I I really hate people being toxic in game. It I have the shortest views for it. And then we proceeded to kick the living shit out of him the rest of the game. And then a couple of his buddies decide to come into my stream afterwards, too. They're all banned. The parts of the story that people don't realize is the messages I got on Instagram from his same friends that night. <laughs> because pe some people just don't know how to take the L. <laughs> yeah. They we don't. Hit you up on Insta? Are you oh, yeah, a couple me? of his buddies message me on Insta. Yeah. I, I get a few trolls in from from TikTok cuz I post something like I hit a wall bang shot and I made the comment like oh cod's going to they're going to shadow ban ban <laughs> because it looked like I had walls like you you have yeah. to watch the clip and it looked like I knew exactly where the dude was when in all reality I was firing random fucking bullets <laughs> through the wall and I downed him with a sniper rifle and I was like oh I'm getting fucking banned and the the guy came in there was like oh you claim that was a nasty snipe you suck you're a bot and then like yeah, I'm a fucking bot. I suck. <laughs> like, I will openly tell you, I fucking suck. So what, this is going to bring me to my very next topic. What is the difference between a gamer that happens to stream and a streamer that happens to game? I'm waiting for Sauce's answer because I'm, I'm a little lost on how to answer that one. I think there's two main thoughts, okay? A streamer is chat-oriented and focused on making content versus I'm being good at the game. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a streamer. I am not a, a gamer. I am not great at video games. Do I play games because it's fun and it's relaxing? Yeah. But do I think I'm good at most games? No. <laughs> I'm I, good at Pokemon. That's all I got. Maybe some I'm Mario Brothers. Like Just Bearded Wonder, who was the guest last week, and Cursey Gamer, they are fucking crap at COD. They... I'm talking 3.0 and above KDs. They are gamers who stream. I am a streamer who happens to play a game and really suck at it. But I don't see anything wrong with you being insane at a game and calling yourself a streamer if you still put chat first. Because there's people that still put chat first that are insane at games. And see, I've, I've met a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I, that's... Streamers. But someone who's gaming, and I think the main difference is if you are going live with an intent to entertain people, that is a streamer. 
if you are going live because you happen to be gaming and you're like, hey, I might as well stream, that is a gamer who happens to be streaming. That's a I can agree with that. One thousand percent. That's a good that's yeah, that's probably the best way to look at it. Bayou Blonde just commented in chat. She said, Because even if my Xbox broke tomorrow, I'd still stream. I mean, the best con like let's go to TikTok real fast. The best content for TikTok, in my opinion, is your face anyway. So those are the if ones that are going to be I'm, the best. If, if your face is the most important thing in, on your content, I'm fucked because I'm an ugly son of a gun. I personality no, no, yeah, too. You're fine. You have a uh, you have no uh, white in your beard anymore. <laughs> going back to the beard, con- oh, it's painful. I had to go guy. right back to it, but it's a low blow. <laughs> that is the type of content they want for TikTok, right? Whenever you're streaming, you have so many options. The thing people don't understand about Twitch outside of the people that are in it, it's not just where you play video games. It might have started as something where people played video games, but now there's so many different things you can do on it. It's ridiculous. Like Wells just said over here, Sauce, what's your thoughts on hot tub streams? Whatever. If you want a hot tub stream and show your tatas, do it. I don't care. It ain't my thing, but somebody likes it. People like I did a hot tub stream in Tennessee. Yeah, and you showed your tatas. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's okay to do that if that's what your content is going to be. I don't care. If you want to go lick on a microphone ear thing, do it. There's people that want to watch it. You're making money at it. More power to you. I don't care. Not my content. Not stealing my viewers. I am strong enough to understand that I am going to make or break my own content by what I put out there. If I put out good content, you guys are going to come hang out because you enjoy the environment here. You enjoy hanging out with me for some reason. And that is what's going to make or break a streamer steps off my soapbox. I fucking love sauce. McSaucy. Have I mentioned that today in this episode? I don't think you have. Yet. I don't think you have yet. Cause the first thing you said was making fun of your, uh, Freshly dyed beard, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. They fuck Sauce McSaucy. <laughs> Should a new streamer or content creator be switching games or sticking to one game to build their community? What are the advantages and disadvantages of both? Um, So as somebody who's swapped games a few times and then just went to variety, it depends on how you want to grow. If you want to be, I feel like if you play one game, you grow faster most of the time. Because everybody's they're commenting, they're concentrating on one game. That's all they're going to see. But if you want to build a community that's going to stick with you through everything, play what you enjoy. Plain and simple. Do not play to entertain, even though entertainment is the part of it. Play what you enjoy. People will come for you. If you want to be a streamer that's just insane at one game, do it. If you want a streamer that you can change games at a moment's notice and keep your viewership, Play what you enjoy. Give people content to watch. I agree. That's that's hands down what it is. You see so many partners on this app or this platform that have played one game, got to partner pretty quickly, relatively, and then they decide they want to switch games and they have like 10 people in their chat watching now because they mm-hmm. only played one game consistently and they got burnout playing that game. You know how much you have to stream to hit partner? A lot. You know how many hours of that game they have on stream? A lot. 
mm-hmm. of the reasons I'm not playing Warzone right now is because I was a little burnt out on Warzone. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It kind of worked out that the game sucked at the same time, <laughs> and it annoyed me. But I was Fair getting enough. burnt out playing that. Now, that being said, playing what you want to play, you still have to make content. So if you want to play something that is super saturated like Warzone, understand you're playing a game that's super saturated like Warzone. There's going to be things that you have to put more effort into. Networking is freaking huge no matter what you do. Now, if you're playing a game like Pokemon and your speed or like your speed running Zelda, that's very niche, right? But there's a community that's designed for that. So they're looking for that exact thing. And there's less people there. You're not competing with as many people, though. So you have more of a chance to get more people in there. It really depends on the content you want to create. But I think either way is a successful way to go if you want it to be, as long as you're putting in the correct work to go along with it. And I do want to take one step back. Peters is talking about... um, I brought up um, ASMR streams. And he was saying that he wished they would start in OnlyFans and take it to a different app because there's children on this app there are there are 13 year olds can be on this app right Mm -hmm. but it's not the job of a content creator to figure out who's in their chat and watching that content i'm not saying the parents have to take blame for that either but you should know what your kids are watching at that point right and even at that point when they're more adult what's up I was saying no shots at Peters. Oh, um, Bayou Blonde said this. I think your personality and time and effort put into networking is what builds a community, not the game. I do something different almost every time and have people that just play Warzone and tons of other games that just come in and vibe. I agree 1000%. That's why I say play what you enjoy and you'll build a community that wants to be there for you and not the game. Yep. Play what you enjoy. People, people can see what you're enjoying when you're playing it. If you're not enjoying it, they'll know. They won't want to hang out if you're not having a good time. You are the energy for your stream. You have to be that person. Even if you're a late... Like, there's not people that are as energetic as me sometimes, and that's fine. Not every stream has the same vibe, and that's kind of the point. This is all little groups of people that find you and like what you're doing. And that's how you grow consistently on the platform. I got a question. I got a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Um, I was gonna say, honestly, that being when you, when you're streaming variety, I think that's the best reason. Cause if your vibes are there, no matter what game you're playing, you can get people from any game to come watch you any game at all. You are not, or the game is not the content. The streamer is the content. Bearded Banger wants to know, what are you guys' goals as a streamer, and do do you think you have reached them? And I don't mean sub-goal or follower goals. I'll let you go first, Pineapple. Uh, My goal as a streamer is to be able to make this a full-time career where I can make a living off of it, I can live comfortably, and if I can go above and beyond that, that would be incredible. But I I believe in trying to keep your goals smaller, a little closer than looking at the bigger picture in the end. Um, Do I feel like I've hit my goals? Not even a little bit. I feel like I'm working my way there. I've hit a lot of milestones along the way. I don't think my end goal has been hit yet. But the milestones keep you going if you concentrate on them. I mean, numbers are incredible, but just when you when you know you're there, you know it's 
that that's my end goal because I love doing this. Like I said earlier in the podcast, this is hands down the best job in the world to me. I've done a lot of jobs before and I don't care if I have to do something on the side to make more money. If I can continue to do this full time, it's you got to do what you enjoy. This gets me out of bed in the morning. I would agree. Yeah, I have not uh, reached my goals yet. We, me and Sauce have talked about, we have a, we both have a goal, actually a very, very similar goal. By the end of this year, we want to reach partner. I I firmly believe Sauce is going to do it, but I have a lot of self-doubt and I don't, I think mine will be next year. I I honestly do. I think Sauce is growing at a rate that is just unmatched right now. But no, like I've reached a lot of little goals. Am I at my end goal? No. I mean, I, I would I think you're going to get there just as fast, so hush. But uh, back to my, the goals and stuff. I think goals are super important to have. Obviously, he hit on that I want to be a partner, but that's not necessarily my end goal. That's just what I want to achieve. That's a milestone I want to hit because it's cool, and I like cool things, and I feel like it'll be a cool little thing to have a check mark. But my end goal is to make as many friends and touch as many lives as I can while I am creating a community that is caring, loving, supportive for everyone who needs it. Like it, that is the big goal in my life and being able to have this as a career where I don't have to worry about where my next bills, where the money for the, my bills are going to come from. That is all I want. If I have that, I'm not looking for a mansion in Malibu because I'm a streamer. I just want to be able to live comfortably with my wife making sure she's taken care of and she isn't forced to do something she doesn't want to do because of it. What was the biggest fear when you first started streaming? Um, I'm going to say mine is the camera and judgment, honestly. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not six foot four with abs and, and beautiful pecs and these big, round, muscular Hercules fucking arms. I was like, people aren't going to come in. They're going to think I'm ugly. I'm going to get clowns. I'm going to get trolls. People aren't going to like my gaming content because I'm not cracked at the game. It, my biggest fear was judgment, hands down. Um, I don't think I really had any fears going into it. I was on Twitch for a little while before I decided to start streaming, and I did it for the simple fact of trying to make friends I went in with zero expectations and I was extremely lucky to blow through my expectations, but I went in there with zero. And if you have nothing to lose, I felt like there was really nothing to be afraid of. I'm lucky enough that I, and I don't say it to be conceited or anything. I'm in my element when I'm around people. I I'm in my element when I can go back and forth and bounce off people. And it just, it, it felt right. So I really had no fears going into it. I didn't start having fears until I started even remotely thinking about maybe making it full time. But just starting off, there really wasn't any. I would tend to agree. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of fears. I had no, no expectations. I never thought I would get to this point in my life on Twitch. I thought it would be cool if one day I could make money playing video games. That was the first thought I had with one of my friends, Steven. You could actually ask him next time he's in a stream. He will tell you that we literally were sitting, spoken some uh, some devil's lettuce, talking about how cool it would be to be able to play games like we do and make it a career. I'm just blessed to be where I'm at right now. Now, as far as like doubting myself, I doubted myself 
every step of the way. Like that's, that's what people do. You are built to doubt yourself in life. You are trained to do so. That is a learned thing that you will have in life. Sad, but true. Now I was never like the popular kid in school. So I didn't think I would be popular on this app. Like I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Um, I always thought I was like a bigger, funny dude because I've always been the bigger, funny guy. Like that's my personality trait. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it. Like that is what it is. You've always been, I was always that fat, funny friend. (laughs) And I thought I would be something like that. So having a community that accepts me for who I am and doesn't judge me is huge. And I never thought I would achieve that. And I think I'm just super lucky as well as sacred's lucky pineapples. Lucky anyone who's in a position to be able to do this as a job or even do this as a hobby is so fucking lucky. Like if you're averaging anything, if you have anybody in there watching, that's crazy. Cause I remember whenever I was young, my parents would always tell me you're just playing video games. You should do something productive. Now I have people, I have, like right now, there's like 24 people in here sitting on my couch, hanging out with me while I talk. Like that's fucking cool. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna shout him out, man. I I have one of the OGs of my Twitch community in chat right now, Mister Bowtie Five Three. On TikTok, you can find him at DJ underscore Knee N E E. Dude, he was my very first follower on Twitch. He still he said, I still remember being on stream and Sacred coming in my stream, and I thought he was trolling me because I asked him to play with my my 16-year-old son. And the next thing I know, I'm playing COD with Dory, and here we are almost a year later. Dude, still supporting me after a year. So go drop that man a follow on TikTok. He's all, I think he said he's almost at 40,000 followers on TikTok. He's about to be dropping his very own clothing line. Make sure you guys are watching for that. Well, fancy, fancy, fancy. That's incredible. My next question is how to approach when you're trying to collab with another streamer? Like what steps do you take? How do you approach that streamer? Or how do you come up with ideas for a a collaboration? Sauce, I'm going to let you answer that first. Yeah. I think first and foremost, it has to be beneficial for both parties. If like collaborating with someone that let's say that me and pineapple were collaborating, it's beneficial because obviously we both have communities that could see the other person and maybe enjoy their content. Right now, I'm not saying don't help people that have less people than you. Cause that's not what I'm saying at all. Still help people. But if you're looking for someone to collaborate with, find someone that's around your level that plays maybe a different game than you and you want to introduce your community to it, especially if you're a variety streamer. Or if you're someone that does the exact same thing, like Sacred's been doing these customs every week and he hosts them. If he invites different people to host with him, that's collaborating and networking. Super easy, super important to do. But... All you got to do to start collaborating with people is go in their stream and make some friends. That's all you do. Networking. That's that's it. Like I'm, I consider Pineapple one of my friends, and I've. It's not like we've been talking since I got on Twitch. I mean, I've been following him for a lot longer than I've been hanging out in his streams <laughs> because I followed him from uh, from TikTok. 
By the way, if you hadn't noticed, everybody in here has met somehow through TikTok. Like, absolutely. But like Bayou Blonde just said, it goes down in the DMs. I never ask about collabs or anything business related in chat. My Discord community had no idea that Just Bearded Wonder was going to be on the show last week. Nobody knew except me, Sauce, and Just Bearded Wonder. Make sure you approach them outside of stream and discreetly. Don't, you're not, like, don't, don't be that guy, please, or that girl. Just be discreet about it. Don't put someone on the spot in stream. That's bad etiquette to begin with, and it's just fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. No, 1,000%. Because it, like you said, you have to be in there, make friends. But if you ask about collaborations, like if you're messing around with somebody and be like, hey, when are we going to play together? That's fine. If you're asking about a legitimate collaboration, it is going to feel like the largest self-promo in the world to ask while they're live. Or in their comments, in their content, talk to people directly. Get their respect. Yes, 1,000%. I have a question for you. This is not part of the topics, but Bearded Pineapple, what yes, is sir. your favorite thing about your your stream, your live? What is your favorite thing that you have personally implemented into your stream? Honestly, just the community, just the community time that I get. Um, I know a lot of people do it, but one of my favorite times of stream, and if it, if I can do it at the end, I do it at the end as well. My just chatting, it's one of my favorite things. Because I'm able to just connect with everybody. I do it for 20, 30 minutes before I even touch a game most of the time. And if it's a longer stream, any stream that's gone 9, 8, 9, 10 hours, I've done a 30, 40 minute just chatting at the end of it too. It's just, it's a nice way to connect with everybody. Even when chat's your first priority while playing, there's nothing better than just having just chatting up and vibing out with everyone. I hate when people try to promote their stream during my live. How do you react to self-promos in your stream? Uh, Maybe a little harsh, but if they're doing it blatantly and they know what they're doing, it's an auto-ban. If they're doing it because they're new to Twitch and they don't realize it and they're just bringing something up and it's an accident, I'll usually be a little more lenient. I'll be like, hey, don't do that. Even if you don't make me angry, you're going to piss somebody else off. You do this in their stream, and it's going to be an instaband. I try to guide him in the right direction. But if you're doing it blatantly, it, you're gone. It's not even a little bit of a question to me. Yeah, we actually... Uh, I give somebody a warning, and the message gets deleted by one of the mods. Um, if they do it blatantly, and we know that they're there to do it, and that's all they've done, the first message in their chat is, Hey, I'm live playing this game too. Yeah. That's an instant ban. We have a freaking emote in chat now for the bands. That is a ban hammer. It's a hammer coming down with the word ban underneath it, an explosion. That is, and I have some mods that are down to ban people in a heartbeat. I'm telling you, Anu and Wonder Mama and Peters and Odin, all of them are sitting there waiting to ban someone. That's what the hashtag RTK represents in my channel, baby. Release the Kraken. <laughs> And I think there's a giant difference between self-promo and just like talking about your stream. I mean, if people are there watching you and they stream as well and you ask them how their day is going, they're like, oh, I stream this, that, and the other. That's not self-promo to me. That's, you're, you're streaming. You're, go- you're bound to have that connection somewhere most of the time. I think it depends. Um, if you notice people are just coming in there just for you to ask that question to tell you how their stream went, 
and not doing anything else, that's self promo. But if it's yeah. an actual connection, like if I go in your stream and you ask me how my day was and how my stream was, and I tell you, that's not me self promoing because you opened up the floor for me to yeah. talk about it. And I feel like I'm a little more annoyed with self promo than most people are because I promo everybody my own way. Anyway, that's what I do. That's part of the content that I put out is putting your guys's content first. Cause I want everyone to in the community to be able to be a successful streamer if they want to be like, that's what I want to give to people. So I'm going to shout you out. I'm going to make you feel loved. That's the goal. But if you do it before I have a chance to do it, you get in the fuck out of my stream. He will, he will shout you out. Even if you don't want it, even if you don't want it and you personally asked him <laughs> sauce, please stop shouting me out. You get it anyway. Yeah, he'll actually uh, send me a snap showing me that I'm on his TV, and I'll just look. I'll uh, say, "Hey, can one of my mods shout out Sacred?" <laughs> this is why I don't talk in his chat anymore. <laughs> oh no! What is one thing that you would like to improve on? So, Austin, would you like to take that one first? Uh sure. I'd like to improve on keeping my energy consistent the entire stream. Uh, I have noticed that when I have coffee before my stream, I am way more hype and energetic. So I am going to be having coffee or an energy drink before my stream every single time from now on because it's more entertaining and more fun. So I need wait, 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 to, wait, wait. Uh, what I'm hearing that. is what I'm hearing is you're trying to get hype like sacred. No, 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 no. I want to be I want to be hype, but not crazy. So now you're calling. So first of all, you don't call me old today. Now you're calling me crazy. That's what I'm hearing. I didn't call you geriatric though. So I, I'm okay. about to have to clack some clap some sauce cheeks here in a minute. Sorry, you wish you wish that was on the table. Oh my god, yes. Bayou Blonde said, uh, "Like I'm all about lifting people up, but please don't steal my viewers, LMAO." <laughs> I don't think there's a such thing as stealing viewers. There's not. Because if someone wants to watch your content, they want to watch your content. They don't want to watch someone else's content. They want to watch your content. So I don't, that's why self promo, like it's annoying, but in all reality, all they're doing is giving themselves a high five in your chat in front of people and looking stupid. Cause no one in that chat's actually going to go in there and do anything and watch exactly. it. Um, one thing that I want to improve on, honestly, is my rages. Sometimes um, they do get a, a bit excessive when I'm frustrated. And I, I mean, my my funny rages are great, and I know the community and the the stream enjoy them. I'm I'm talking about my serious rages, you know, where I'm kind of raising my voice at my team and stuff. I really want to get better on that because it's not something that I mean. I just I'm a very competitive person, even though I fucking suck. <laughs> It's I, I do want to treat my team with more dignity and more respect than than that. Like the the death com rages and stuff like that's all funny. But I do want, you know, I want to support my team better. I want to, you know, be uplifting and I don't want to degrade them or bring them down because I guarantee you 99.9% .9 of my community is better at COD than I am. I'm like the point zero 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 one percent bot and i'm okay with that he says with an above two kd <laughs> it's not two it's 1.61 shut up all right you're talking to somebody who had a point seven sir 
So I don't want to talk about it. I mean, like, I have like a 0.45, so... Um, <laughs> Pineapple just exists in the game. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I pick up med kits, and any game I play, I'm the medic. It's pretty much all I got going for me. <laughs> what is something you want to improve on, Pineapple? Honestly, I'm kind of in the same realm as you. With I tend to get... I let the game affect my mood a bit too much. Like with toxic people, I tend to fly off the handle more than I should. It's I my tolerance for stuff like that. I need to get higher so I don't get as angry because like you said, there's times where it's funny and then there's times where it's just it brings down the mood of everything. And that's the stuff that I need to try to back away from a little bit more. I need to stop being bothered by stuff happening in a game. It's I have to center myself a little bit more when it comes to that. Because you can ask my community, anybody that's that's seen me, I can rage off. And the second somebody news in chat, I'm back to, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Like, it's just, it's a switch. I got to stop letting the angry part get as high as it does, though. Why is this man, what, who are you trying to turn on over there, Sacred? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> he does that. He does that. I will say that. Obviously, we've all had that moment where we get a little too annoyed at the game. Um, what's worked for me is I'm just bad at it, and I know I'm bad, so it doesn't bother me anymore. And that's the problem is I know I'm bad, and I still get mad at the toxicity. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. and I'll put it out there. I've personally, there's a lot of games that I've stopped enjoying recently, or I enjoy a lot less because of the toxicity. Like most games I play now, I turn off any voice comms, any chat comms that I can because I'm just sick of dealing with it. And the only people I want to be dealing with are the people I'm playing with. Honestly. I'm toxic. (laughs) Me. Toxic. Me. I don't think so. Um, (laughs) I enjoy a teabag every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. You want to get sacred mad? You want to see sacred rage? Kill me with a heli. Or fucking teabag me. I hate those players. Then you're gonna get the purple furry balls after that. I think it depends on the depends on the day. Like I I'll get annoyed sometimes when somebody teases me. I'm like, oh, you gonna teabag me? I'm gonna teabag you. Um, like I, I love like I've so I I don't even think of teabagging as toxic. I think of it more of as a rite of passage. I grew up playing Halo. That was my game. What you do in Halo after you kill somebody is you teabag. That's what happens. I grew up in those lobbies doing that, so I think of it as funny. Just like in Fortnite, whenever you kill somebody, you dance on them. It is what it is. Will I die teabagging and dancing? Hell yes. Is it worth it? Fuck yeah. Honestly, I think the two things that set me off the most are teabagging and then the bottom frag shit talking. That one gets under my skin because if you're trash at the game, admit it. Don't shit talk. <laughs> That's me. I'm trash. I'm talking shit. I'm a bot. I'm not going to talk shit. Me too. <laughs> if, if, now, if you bring out the toxicity, bro, I'm going to make you go home and cry to your mama sucking on her titties. Don't, so don't we me. do have a uh, question here from chat, which I think is actually super important to talk about. Um, he said, it's Wells Galaxy. Uh, They said, I do have a question. How do you feel about the new trend on Twitch where you watch TV shows and just sit there? Don't do it. You will get freaking banned. It happened to Pokimane herself, and she is a massive streamer and massive earner for Twitch. They banned her. It it was a a 
I think a seven day ban, but they banned her. So imagine someone like us who were, and please take this the right way, but we're nobodies on Twitch. We don't bring the kind of revenue that Pokimane brings in and they banned her for that. Please do not do that. I can agree with that. Uh, my take on it is, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just because it's not my cup of tea. I kind of trash content. It's, it's not real content to me. You're not doing anything. If I wanted to watch MasterChef, I'll pull up friggin' Hulu. <laughs> but it's... Exactly. I, I think it's lazy content, and I get Twitch doesn't give days off. It doesn't give you time away, and you still need to stream. But take the time off if you need it, because it's, it's, it's lazy content. You're not putting anything in except sitting there watching something. There's a reason I don't do many reactions or reactions really at all on my channel. It's it's lazy content. It's also against TOS to begin with and DMCA rules. Like yeah. that's huge DMCA violations. But I want to bring up yeah. one more thing about this whole Pokemon situation, right? It's more beneficial for her to do that, get banned, get free publicity in order to have a big return stream. She's and only she did. for seven days. I think she returned yeah, she to a charity stream. <laughs> yeah, it's like her biggest stream in a long time. And yeah. they can do that. It's literally just free ads because they know as soon as they do something and they get banned, they're going to have so many different media outlets talking about them. And more people figure out who they are and go in there to watch and see what happens or what it's like or what her content is afterwards. Amaranth. Do I need to drop that name? Is that who you're talking about? Because she's been banned on Twitch like freaking 13. That times. is another one. That is another one. She's banned Being for everything banned and she keeps coming a back. It's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage for people that have tons of followers. It is an easy marketing ploy for them to use. Yeah, but I'm waiting for the day where one of those marketing ploys goes wrong and it becomes a permaban and they're made an example of. Like you they know what will happen though? Like they'll they go right what? over to YouTube or Facebook with a contract and make so much more money over there. So they banned doc and they still haven't given the reason other than he violated terms of service, but okay, let's look at Pokemon. Yeah. Let's look at yeah. Amaranth. They violated terms of service too. And their ban wasn't permanent. What, what did he do? That was so bad where they perma banned him. Like he can't even play with anyone that's live on Twitch. That's a fucked up thing. Well, there's well, a reason that he's suing right now. It's, it's going to end up where he gets a, a hefty sum of money from Twitch, guaranteed. Like, it, he wouldn't be suing them if he didn't know he was going to win because he doesn't need the money. It's more so he wants to say, he wants Twitch to say, we were wrong. Kylie posted in chat, she said his community was very toxic. Apparently, it was his community that got him banned. I don't know much about Doc, so I don't have much to put in on that. But... When it comes to streaming, you are held liable for your chat as well. That's why it's so important to make sure you have mods there that are covering your back, especially when you have the kind of viewership he has. That man should have had an army of mods. Yeah, he yep, should have. Exactly. And sub only and all that on there. Um, well over here said uh, XQC watches MasterChef. That's different for one main reason. Gordon Ramsay said it was okay for him to watch MasterChef on streams. So he has permission from the creator to do so. What's the streamer's name again? XQC. 
like one oh, of the biggest yeah. streamers on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like ranked number one or number two on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, um, he has he has permission to do so from Gordon Ramsay himself. So he's fine. <laughs> <sighs> I hope to be that big one day. No, I don't. I really, I don't want to be that big one day. Like I'm okay with averaging a hundred viewers and make partner. Like I, I'm that's. That's my cap. Like, I don't want to have 50,000 viewers and, you know, I, I become extremely successful where my family is, you know, financially dependent on my stream persona or, you know, at where one small little thing that is taken out of context could literally end my career. I never want to be that big. Yeah. The cancel culture nowadays is absolutely insane. And I never want to be big enough that I can't have a personal connection with every single person in my chat. That's what I, cause that's what I love most about streaming is having that personal connection with you guys. Cause that's what makes it different than being a YouTuber. Like I could go make YouTube videos and make content if I wanted to, but having this relationship with you guys is what drives me to do this. Well, that's all of our topics. Pineapple. Is there anything that you would like to ask us? Ah, I, I didn't prepare questions. I wasn't told about this. Uh, <laughs> Sauce failed you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was, had no uh, idea. Yeah, that we was, actually have one more question, though, before that. Uh, so you can think of a question while you're doing so. <laughs> but we have streaming gear that we all have. I want to know what streaming gear do you recommend that is the biggest bang for your buck that you spent for it? My microphone, hands down. Rode Pod mic, mic 100 bucks. And you guys can hear it yourself. The the quality, it's uh, hundred bucks. That's hundred dollars I've spent on anything for my stream. Literally the greatest investment I have on my stream. And I have a GoXLR DL, DLSR camera. I got a five thousand dollar PC, monitors, monitor mounts, every hundred dollar freaking microphone. Honestly, for me, it's the twenty dollar. Lights I have in front of me are like the $15 foot pedal. It has made being able to collaborate with people so much easier. I don't have a lot of push to talk options because I play on controller. So when you're in the middle of trying to co-stream with somebody, being able to mute yourself on a dime when you're trying to talk to chat is huge. That and when you're running a camera like I am, I'm running the lowest of end like webcams. Lighting is key, is everything. So to have a $20 set of lights that can light you up and make you show up better is 1,000%. I would have to say either... Is man deep-throating a mic right here. now? He Sorry. is. He is deep-throating okay. his mic. Um, but I would have to say either these no. lights right here, which cost $40 for two lights that light up this face, as you can see, make the camera look way better. <laughs> this is a free camera that I got. Somebody sent me this. It was, a, I think, a $40 camera off Amazon. It's a... Unzan or Unzano. Like, I don't even know what brand that is. That's what I'm saying. And these lights alone make it look way better than it was. Now, the other thing that I have is my capture card, which was $35 on Amazon. Totally changed my stream. I went from somebody who just streamed directly from his Xbox to someone that could plug it into his laptop and use OBS. That was the hands down biggest upgrade to my stream that I ever made. And it was $35 and made me a better streamer. 
to your answer your question, Pineapple, no, I was not deep throating my microphone. But I mentioned <laughs> Nick Merckx, and I was doing my Nick Merckx impression. You know, what? You don't like my content, Sacred Vision? No, Nick Merckx, I don't. You like my forehead? <laughs> I'm Nick Merckx. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm Nick. I'm, I'm Nick. Jesus. Welcome to Fat Bearded oh. and Beautiful. Oh, my God. I love it here. I love it here. Do you have any questions for Sauce or or so? Sacred? I'm taking it way back or in the in the podcast already. When you were talking about TikTok and Hover and all the other apps, my my personal thoughts, and I was wondering what yours were. What are your actual thoughts on Hover? And I'm not saying it has to be negative. I'm genuinely curious because from what I've seen on there, there's not many people going on that app to consume. It is 99 to 100 percent content creators on there. And it feels like a follow for follow scam at that point. Because I'm not logging onto that app to consume content. I have TikTok and other apps for that. Um, my experience with Hover has been kind of hit and miss. Like pretty much if you're not a well-known streamer as it is, their algorithms won't show your videos. But the more people that like your content or like your videos will get shown more. Um, I've had streamers come in and say, hey, I found you on a hover. I'm a streamer as well. And then dip out of stream. Like, that's it. And that's my thing. It feels like a follow for follow sort of thing. If you, I mean, you want to gain followers. That's why I look at stuff like TikTok and stuff that actually have consumers of it, not just all streamers. Just all streamers doesn't work. Because <laughs> like you said, you have people coming in just like that. Oh, I found you on hover. In my head, you're a streamer. That's all you're here for. Unless you're here to actually have a genuine conversation. Same. I have a little bit of a different opinion. I use Hover for one main reason. Networking with other streamers. That's somewhere you can go. See people that you see their content. That's usually clips. Things like that. You can look at it and see if you like it. Then you can go directly to their Twitch. And go ahead and follow it. Go back into their stream. Start building a relationship with them that way. And even if you're making friends with other streamers, you know what those other streamers end up doing eventually? One, not only coming and hanging out in your stream because, you know, they want to return the favor, but it can also lead to raids. It can lead to you being hosted by them, things like that, or meeting a new community that you don't already know. Because what's the difference between that and me going on TikTok to another streamer like uh, Brother Darkness 84, who just came in that I know from TikTok. What's up, Brother Darkness? Um, and going in a stream and doing the exact same thing. It's all the intent behind it that you have to have yourself. If your intent is to make Hover a follow-for-follow follow opportunity, then that's what you made it. If your intent is to use it for a genuine purpose, then it can be used correctly because all tools are able to be used in separate ways. I can agree with that. I just feel like it popped up to the point where a bunch of streamers started uploading there. They did it as an opportunity just to upload another place, and that's why I joined it. It was just an opportunity to upload the same videos I was putting on TikTok, maybe get more eyes on it. But then it, like I said, it feels, and I, and make, correct me if I'm wrong, because you probably do it more than I do. If you compare the amount of time you scroll on TikTok versus Hover, t I, I put hours on TikTok a day. If I put five minutes on Hover, I'd be surprised. Oh, I agree. I use it for passive uh, growth and for networking with other streamers. That's the only reason I have it. I don't expect my hover to blow up 
Same reason I used expand. Expand is about the same concept where there's a lot of streamers on there who are trying to do so. You grow the same way you do on hover by liking, commenting, and following other people or getting a GG like on hover. It's all the same concept, which quote unquote is a follow for follow type environment, but it's all based on how you use it. I use expand literally to post what I'm doing. I'll post right before I go live. I'll talk to people on their posts. And if there's somebody I vibe with, then I vibe with them. But if I don't vibe with you, I'm not going to hang out in your stream because I don't believe in follow for follow. I don't believe in uh, support for support. I, agree. I think that's all bullshit. <laughs> it, uh, keep it, you know, PG. I think that genuine support and support for support are different things. Yeah, 1000%. This has been a really fun episode. I've had yes, a blast. I've enjoyed myself. I appreciate the invite on. Honestly, I didn't know I'd have this much fun on it. And I well, really do appreciate it. Man, we thank you for actually accepting and coming on the show. Like, for real. Thank you. Absolutely. He was apprehensive. No, I wasn't. <laughs> what? I told him about Sacred and the salt and pepper. And then you came in without the salt and pepper. And it made him a little worried. <laughs> so from us at Fat Bearded and Beautiful Podcast, thank you so much for listening. With our special guest, Bearded underscore Pineapple. You can find him on Twitch and TikTok. It's your boy, Sacred Vision. Swass McSwassy. Bearded Pineapple. Later, everybody.